0: Friends, so many people are trying to figure out what's really going on in the world right now, and everyone wishes that life came with an instruction manual. The Bible says that Jesus is the author of life, and it turns out that you've actually had an instruction manual this whole time. It's no coincidence that you're listening right now. This word is for you. Let's join Pastor Mike Signorelli as we start our new series, The Way of Wisdom. This message is called Seven Blessings of God's Wisdom. Hey, I want to ask you a question right now. Have you ever asked yourself, what is the purpose of my life? Have you ever asked that question? Why am I here? What's life all about? I know you've asked that question because you ask me that question like every day. Okay, listen, this is Pastor Mike just trying to love on you. If you've ever asked the question, where is my life going? What's the direction of my life? What's the meaning of life? Have you ever asked that? Cuckoo, could you, dude? Life is life. <laughs> All right, you're like, Pastor Mike, you lost your mind. No, I'm, I'm trying to help you because if you would have read the Bible, Proverbs chapter one, literally the first couple of verses say this. These are the wise sayings of Solomon, King David's son, the king over Israel, written down so that we know how to live well and right. And then watch this. To understand what life means and where it's going, a manual for living. Who would have thought that that God has actually written His wisdom down so that you can actually know how to live your life well and how to actually discover your purpose? Now, before we take a step further, I need you to share this broadcast right now. Like, seriously, do it. Because I'm believing for divine appointments and that this is one of those sermons where lives are changed forever. And if you share it right now, like hit that button, I'm saying it over and over again because I know you're ignoring me, but you need to do it right now. Hit that share button because for the entire duration of this sermon, it'll still be live and your friends and your coworkers and your cousins and people I can't reach on my own will see it and they'll be like, who is that crazy dude? They'll click on it. Then Jesus will be revealed to them and we'll get some crazy testimonies out of this service. So come on, I'm gonna say it one last time because I know you just ignored me those other two times and that's not cool. I need you to physically hit the share button right now. Come on, and then activate your faith and let's join together as a church and lift Jesus up. All right, cool, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Now listen, God's going to teach you God's wisdom and His wisdom is what's needed in this time like never before. As a matter of fact, it says this in chapter one, like verse three, four and five, this is a manual for living. Man, don't we need that so bad today for learning what's right and just and fair, to teach the inexperienced the ropes and to give our young people a grasp on reality? And then it says this, There's something here for the seasoned men and women. I thank God for all of us seasoned men and women. Still a thing or two for the experience to learn, fresh wisdom to probe and penetrate the rhymes and reasons of wise men and women. Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank you right now that as this broadcast was shared around the world, that those who are dying and lost, who desperately need you, are gonna find you. Father, that the preaching of your Word and your wisdom is going to break chains, is going to heal the sick. Come on, people are going to be delivered from demonic control. Father, that the things that could not happen any other way in any other setting happen as we are the church right now in this moment. And everybody, shout it out as loud as you can around the world. Come on, wake somebody up. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, the title of this sermon today is The Seven Blessings of God's Ways. Oh, no, no, listen, I'm, I'm right here in the basement in Queens and like a cop car just went by. And so I'm going to fix that line. It's <laughs> seriously, OK? I thought it was the rapture for a second. It's not the rapture. It was a cop car. It's the seven blessings of God's wisdom. <laughs> OK, write that down in your notes. The seven blessings of God's wisdom. Now, I want to tell you a story to illustrate this before we go into chapter two of the book of Proverbs. And I believe this is going to change your life. So listen, the ways of God seem like foolishness to the world, but the ways of the world seem like foolishness to God. And you've got to make a choice. Are you going to do it the designer's way, like the one who created every principle and every law of science, if you're going to trust in Him, or you're going to trust in man's way. But I will warn you, and many of you who are believers know what I'm saying is true, the things of God are, it's an upside down kingdom. And 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 how I know that is because all you got to do is look at the world today and the way that they think and act literally up is down and down is up. And so I know that we're an upside down kingdom. Now, I had received this assignment to pastor at a church years ago, but in order to receive that assignment, I had to actually move across country. And when I did that, I said, okay, I know the day and I know that I'm in. God's will, but I don't have the money to get there. I'm going to get the U-Haul and put it in my garage as an act of faith and I'm going to start loading it up. Now, as I begin to go on that journey on that Saturday and I'm trying to play it cool, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know I'm in God's will and I know that when you are in obedience to God, there's always a sense of foolishness to the world about what you're doing, but it's wisdom by God because you're activating faith. All of a sudden, a woman that I barely knew drove up. She got out and she said, hey, I know we don't know each other well, but you are on my mind. In the middle of the night, the Holy Spirit woke me up and said to give you this envelope full of money. I don't know why you need it, but I see a U-Haul and I think I know why. Tell me that I heard from God. And I said, yes, you heard from God. And come on, is there anybody here that knows the wisdom of God is the doorway to the supernatural? Come on, write that down. The wisdom of God is the doorway to the supernatural. See, it's wisdom to take a small sling and a stone against a giant that the military generals couldn't kill. It's wisdom to start building an ark even though it hadn't rained for a long time. It's wisdom, it seems like foolishness, but obedience to the wisdom of God opens the doorway, oh, I'm preaching right now, to the supernatural. gets even better. Let me finish my story. So I show up across country. Now I've always budgeted my money real, you know, to the penny. I believe in stewardship and my budget has always included over 10% to the local church because I believe that this is plan A for the saving of the world and God uses this. I know you guys feel the same way because we're helping many through this season. But I had tithed and given my offering, I had paid all my essential bills. And then I looked and I had a missing gap in my budget. And you know, the only thing you could take it from is the food budget. So I'm like, Julie, we're, we're going to go on a fast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I tell my wife, I'm like, we're short of money for food. If it's the only place that I could compromise it. We show up to church that first Sunday and a woman approaches me. She said, I heard from the Holy Spirit. He told me to write you a check, but He told me an amount that doesn't make any sense to me. It's dollars and cents. All of a sudden she hands me the check and I affirm, you cannot make this up. It literally was to the penny, the amount, that was missing from my budget. you cannot remain an atheist and experience these kinds of things. Atheists are people that have not stepped out into an element of faith and just let God prove how real he is because I'm telling you that I got that's just two out of 2,000 stories I have about the wisdom of God which appears to be foolishness but it opens the door to the supernatural And see I, I was bawling my eyes out. And I literally went back to Julie and I said, Julie, look at this check. Look at this. Now, here's what I'm trying to say to you. God is trying to give wisdom because He's a good gift giver. All fathers are great gift givers. The question is, are you good at receiving gifts? And usually the more wounded you are, the harder it is to give gifts to you. And you know how I know that? Because I'm a pastor and I walk with wounded people. And if you're wounded, it's hard to receive gifts. The problem with that is the wisdom of God is a gift from God. It's not something you can learn in school. Actually, I want to take it a step further. There's two things I want you to write down right now about the wisdom of God. And this is Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. True wisdom is given directly from God. Okay, true wisdom. Now, there's the wisdom of the world. We're seeing how that's working for everybody. It's like, oh, man, this is a great idea. Let's see how that works out. But then there's the wisdom of God that's given directly from God, OK? And then number two is this. Now, this one blew my mind. I'm going to read in another translation. This is chapter 2, verse 10. And it says, When wisdom enter into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. So now, so wisdom comes from God, which is why you could be straight up simple, simple minded, and yet God will use you in incredible ways because actually he takes great glory in doing so because he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He'll take somebody like me from a trailer park and then bring millions of dollars in the kingdom through me to fund initiatives all around the world. He'll, ta- I mean, telling you, he, he'll take somebody, even in Acts chapter two, literally Peter's got to get up and say, hey, I know it looks like we're drunk, but we just haven't been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Like, I, I know that you perceive that we're unlearned men, but we're about to blow your mind because this, the wisdom of heaven coming out through the oracle of, of of God. And see here's what I'm saying. This book has always been about God just flowing resources through God's people. And so, if you're sitting here like, man, I don't, Pastor Mike, you don't understand. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation. I'm changing diapers, and I'm all out of energy. Well, you might be changing diapers right now, Mom. Listen to me. For the next apostle, the next preacher, the next teacher, the next evangelist, the next game changer, entrepreneur. See, see, here's the thing. God's going to give you wisdom to move through the next seasons of your life. God's going to give you wisdom if you feel like you're stuck. And see, the thing that you've got to understand is chapter 2, verse 10, it says this is, it says that the wisdom of God doesn't enter your mind. It says it enters your heart. Why? Because the Bible also says that the heart of man is deceitfully wicked above all things. So wisdom comes into the most wicked part of your heart and says, this heart is a lying heart, but I'm going to put wisdom to put boundaries and set up and orchestrate the kingdom of God inside the heart because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when someone says, man, you sound wise, they're complimenting your heart, not your tongue. Come on, that's revelation for somebody. Because wisdom enters your heart, but you've got to receive wisdom as a gift. Come on, I got seven blessings of God's wisdom according to Proverbs chapter two. If you're getting something out of this right now and haven't hit that share button, hit that share button right now so more people can receive God's word today. Drop me a comment and let me know. Come on, shout an amen in the comments if this message is speaking to you. There's seven blessings of God's wisdom I literally was raised on food stamps and welfare. And and all the time I see the evidence. I sit in meetings with high level leaders and entrepreneurs. I've literally had personal relationships with mayors and have helped them do programming for whole cities. And they've been like, Mike, where do you get the wisdom? And I tell them, you don't want to know. I get it from God and it doesn't enter here. It enters here. See, this is what I'm telling you. The Lord has trying to impart wisdom and He loves to do it. He loves to do it. Number one is this, chapter 2, verse 7. Wisdom produces divine protection. Write this down. Now, I'm going to give you an equation. I got to go fast, so stay with me because there's many of you watching that are developing a hunger for wisdom right now. And, and many of you, like, you have these desires of your heart. But see, if you don't get wisdom, you won't even be able to maintain the thing that you obtain. You'll grab a hold of success, but you'll lose success because only wisdom can teach you how to maintain it. So listen, this is for you. This is for you. Don't tune out. Divine protection. Chapter 2, verse 7 says you'll get wisdom. Then wisdom will breed integrity and integrity will be a shield or a buckler against the attack. Literally, you will not be exposed. You won't be out there in the element. You won't be naked. You will be covered by integrity that came from wisdom. See all the time people like everybody's talking about me and I'm like you gave them something to talk about. (laughs) Pastor Mike everybody won't stop talking about me. You didn't have integrity that's why they're talking about you. But the Bible says wisdom will give you integrity that will be a shield to protect you. It's a protection. A protection. Come on I got to pick up the pace. Number two. The second blessing of God's wisdom, it delivers you from wicked schemes. Oh, Pastor Mike, did you hear the conspiracy about how this is connected to this and then this over there? And I got this wall in my basement where I have it all charted out and like I know all about it and they don't want me to know, but I found it on YouTube because somehow it was still publicly available to everyone even though it was this clandestine private information. This is uh, pretty much my life as a pastor. I've heard all your conspiracies, but I want to give you something. And this is an amazing thing for all of you who are twitching right now as you're putting together all of the the schemes and the plots that are being orchestrated against you. There's a a solution. Do you want to know what it is? This is chapter 2, verse 12. I'm going to read it to you out loud. This is going to be good. It says to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaks forward things, who leaves paths, who who leaves the paths of righteousness to walk in the ways of darkness. Another translation says from the schemes and the plots and the conspiracies of wicked men. This is what will happen. The blessing of wisdom is you will be delivered from their schemes. And so if you spent more time seeking the wisdom of God than trying to diagnose the schemes of wicked men, you will be delivered. It's that simple. I'm like, guess what? I know the conspiracy behind the conspiracy. There's all these people controlling things, but then there's a God controlling them. (laughs) Yeah, they have free will, but their free will does not extend past his sovereignty. The prophecy is still gonna be fulfilled. I read the end of this book. It's incredible. Guess what? God wins. And if you're on God's side, you win. That's it. Conspiracy solved. Let me just tell you, number three. (laughs) Come on, I'm trying to give you wisdom. 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 Come on, somebody type in the comments, wisdom. All right, I got to keep going. It delivers you from toxic, romantic relationships. Chapter two, verse 16. Oh man, oh man, get ready to block them in your phone right now. Verse 16 says this, to deliver thee from the strange woman. Now listen, we all know that it's not just women that have got a problem with lust and perversion. We've got it in the book. Even the stranger, with which they flatter you with their words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. And so there's this picture of people being seduced by being seduced. I've got, I pastor a whole bunch of people through seduction where they're married, but they get drawn out right now because you used to go to high school with them and you used to be in a relationship with them and you get butterflies because they reached out to you again. And, and listen, the Bible says, says that you will have wisdom and you won't be seduced by that seducing spirit, okay? And so if you want to be free from toxic romantic relationships, you need wisdom. You need wisdom. God will even give you wisdom. God will give you wisdom for how to get out of those toxic romantic relationships. Stop asking God for a husband or for a wife, but settle for a screen, settle for a toxic romantic relationship. Okay, so let me keep moving forward. Number four, you obtain territory. Chapter two, verse 21. I'm going to read it like this. This is all in the second chapter. If you get God's wisdom, it literally says this for the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it. Watch this. So as a person of wisdom, you will take territory. You will dwell in the land. God will give you territory. He will enlarge your borders. He will extend your borders. He will give you homes and dwelling places. He will give you territory and permissions and to access the land around you. See, there's something about wisdom. There's something about wisdom. When I I used to live in Northwest Indiana, literally the mayors would say, what ideas do you have? And I would start an art festival. I started a bacon festival. <laughs> yes, I did. But see, God gave me access to territory because wisdom, well, it literally says you will remain in the land. You, got, I'm telling you, mark my words, there's going to be a reallocation of property in this season. Anytime you see economic fallout, anytime you see the things that we're seeing financially, You as a believer should get excited because you operate in wisdom. See, when everything was going down, Joseph got his promotion during a famine. Don't you know that God will sometimes wait until the famine to bring the people with wisdom into prominence and position. I don't get, listen, I don't get scared when I see darkness. I get excited because I'm like, wait a second, I'm the light. I'm gonna be used by God to shine the light of his glory and His wisdom in this season. This is my time. Nighttime is the time to shine. Come on. Do I got anybody watching right now who just got a revelation? Did you get your mind blown? Come on. God's trying to show you your time in this season. Let me pick up the pace. Um... This is number five, you remain in success. Chapter two, verse 21, you remain in success. And it says this, and the perfect, now we all know it doesn't mean perfect in the way that you're thinking of it, right? None of us can obtain perfection on this side of life. My wife is dangerously close, but still not there yet. And the perfect shall remain in the territory, in the land that they obtain. See, it's anybody can obtain success, but can you maintain success? And if you have wisdom, you actually maintain what you obtain. Mm -hmm. You maintain what you obtain. Wisdom will keep you there. See, I've known a lot of people that could get to a spot, but couldn't stay there. They can get to a place, but they couldn't stay there. There's something about it. Number six. I love this so much. It's just so appropriate for right now. Julie and I hate drama. We don't do gossip. We don't do dishonor. We, My wife and I do not. I mean, listen, we are drama free people. We want to be about God's business. Many of you are surrounded by drama, dramatic people, right? Look what it says. Number six, write this down in your notes. It creates boundaries for drama. Watch this, verse 22 but the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. So the wicked will be cut off. See, to cut something is to create a new boundary. Look, I'm giving you wisdom. To cut something is to to create. Listen, don't feel bad about cutting off a relationship if they handed you the scissors. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go ahead and tweet that one. Don't feel bad about cutting off a relationship if they handed you the scissors. If they're wicked, they handed you the scissors. If they're gossipers, they handed you the scissors. If they dishonor you or leadership, they handed you the scissors. There are people that God says wisdom will cause you to cut a boundary and even God himself will cut them off from the earth. And then I got, this is number seven. This is the grand finale. Thank you for staying around the whole time. I'm telling you, God's getting ready to move in a powerful way. We're going to pray in the next few moments. But you outlast the wicked. Number seven, wisdom gives you staying power. You outlast the wicked. There's some people who are bothering you. See, sometimes if you can't beat them, God will give you the ability to outlast them. See, sometimes I'm telling you, and you're like, Pastor Mike, that's not nice. We're supposed to love all people, but we can love them from a distance. Hear me? You can love them from a distance. It doesn't mean you have to be in an intentional relationship. As a matter of fact, when you look at this verse, which is verse 22, let me read this to you. It says, and the transgressor shall be rooted out of the land. Rooted out, when you look at the deeper meaning of that text, actually means to be cut off and to, to, to actually die off. And you're like, what are you to, I'm, I'm here to tell you, it is stress to your body to be wicked. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Unforgiveness restricts. We've even begun to see in modern science that unforgiveness and bitterness and anger leads to hypertension, leads to a restriction of the vessels in your body. There is a direct correlation between toxicity in your emotions and in your life, transgression, wickedness. There is a high cost for low living, a high cost for a low living, but wisdom, wisdom. See, some of us come from families, multiple generations of foolishness. But then God wants to give you wisdom right now and say it may run in your family, but it runs out with you. You're going to be wise. You're going to be wise. And this world needs wisdom like never before. I'm looking for the Daniels out there, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednegoes, the Josephs. Come on, I'm looking for the Solomons. See, the Lord is looking and he's saying, who can I find that's desiring wisdom because I want to freely give it to them. If I've, listen, people ask me all the time, you've launched three churches in three years? You've done this, you've done that. How did you do? I said, I have simply asked for wisdom and God gives wisdom to do his will. And I'm living better on the overflow of what comes through me than what everybody else in the world is hoping would come to me. See, they're they're literally saying, oh man, if I can just get this house, if I can just get this car, if I can just get this relationship. But I'm telling you, if you don't have wisdom, Wisdom, it's like you're literally slitting a hole in the sack and it just falls out as you're running into the future. But God wants to give you wisdom. See, the Bible says that He will make you wealthy, but it adds no sorrow. Well, how do you get that equation? Wisdom. Because as God increases you, see, even even Paul said, I would, that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. But isn't it funny that in the scriptures that we read, it says that wisdom, it didn't say wisdom goes to your head. It said wisdom goes to your heart and that knowledge satisfies your soul. So if you prosper even as your soul prosper, you know what that means? That wisdom is coming into your soul and then everything around you begins to prosper. Come on, what I want you to do right now, the wisest decision you'll ever make in your life is for Jesus Christ. That's the the apex of all wisdom, is to say yes to Jesus Christ. And And maybe you have said that prayer, but you haven't been a disciple. See disciple says the wisdom of following Christ is in crucifying myself. The Bible says that when you lose your life that's when you fall then you find it. And so to follow Christ is a prayer to start, but not exclusively this prayer we're about to pray. You've got to take up your cross and follow him and lose your life and then you'll find your life. But it's wisdom. It's wisdom. It it doesn't look like wisdom to the world. See, the way the world does sexuality looks like wisdom to them. The way that the world does politics looks like wisdom to them. The way that the world kind of migrates through their careers and their calling looks like wisdom to them. But right now in this moment, if you can surrender and trust the God of the universe, you will receive a wisdom over your life to begin to move into the purpose of your life. Would you just say these words with me? Come on, say them all around the world. I'm believing for many to be saved. Come on, just Romans chapter 10. Come on, it says, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart and you'll be saved. Saved from what? Save from yourself, save from your own wisdom. We need God's wisdom. Come on, let's be blessed through God's wisdom. Say these words with me. Heavenly Father, I give you my life. I confess my sin. Forgive me. Wash me clean with your blood. Make me new. Renew my heart. Give me your wisdom, God. Come on, say it out loud. Give me your wisdom, God. I thank you for this next season in my life. And I believe some of you are going to give deliverance when you say this, say this out loud. And I believe the best is yet to come. Come on, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, everybody, shout it out. Amen, amen. Like I said, it's not a coincidence that you're listening to this podcast today. You can hear more teaching just like this on the V1 Church app, or anywhere that you like to find your podcasts. I hope you'll stick around and catch another episode.